Hey everyone, Henry here. Today we have a very special guest from Africa. It's the founder and CEO of GuraRide, which is a bike share service in Rwanda, as well as the founder of many other impactful ventures. Meet Tony Adesina, a person who is really committed to sustainability of e-mobility in Africa. So tell us, how did you become an entrepreneur? Almost was wanted to, um, you know, to dive into business. Um, it's a thing that I was a passion for, and I believe that I was good in, even at a younger age, you know, from, um, the entrepreneurship spirit that I had, you know, I was, you know, I was just bought stuff and resold them at a high price, you know, just in retail, you know, whatever I can get my hands on. And, um, you know, that kind of just followed me, you know, to, you know, adulthood. Even though I did um, study industrial manufacturing engineer, I still always knew that, you know, business was um, my path and the passion that I have for it. And you've been in Penn State University. That's pretty cool. Uh, Penn State, I mean, you know, I always wanted to go to Penn State, you know, so after high school, you know, obviously I applied, I got accepted. And um, I had a bit of, um, well, I wouldn't say confusion, but, you know, I started with civil engineering and I did electrical. Then I just kind of found a balance and found um, a comfort zone in industrial manufacturing because that's the big, that's the closest you can get to sorry, business and engineering. So um, that was pretty cool. And where's this passion for electric vehicles coming from? Um, you know, with, I actually started, you know, really taking a closer look into um, EVs, you know, with Tesla. I thought, you know, the model they had and the products were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then um, our focus was always on Africa and how we can make Africa a better place. And, uh, you know, have some kind of impact. So, you know, we found a niche in the system where, you know, electric mobility was needed to cut down on um, massive pollution. We pretty much just keyed into it. And how did you start with e-mobility? No, we, we, we had the, the e-mobility project at hand for quite a while, but it's just it was pretty much trying to figure out what um what country would best fit. You know, obviously you need electricity and um you need, you know, government support, you know, because it's something new to Africa as a whole. So um, you know, coming into Rwanda it was just great because they had a vision grain transport already, so everything was kinda already in line. Um there's st you know, the stability in the country and there's also electricity. So this was just a perfect place for us to make home while, you know, we kind of um, export and do everything else in other countries that we can point out that can accept the similar um, system they were offering. Why Rwanda is the first location? I want to say dedication. Um, pretty determined. Uh, we keyed into this, this sector of e-mobility and the different arms to it. You know, you have logistics, you have, um, you know, ride share, you have bike share, you have um, EV charging stations. Um, they're all linked in a way. You know, both those still kind of separated. And um, for us, you know, there was, um, there was a need in the market, obviously, for, for this, you know, so we put on a lot of time and effort, a lot of time in R&D to have a, a working system, you know, which we'll bring into the market and um, well tested. Again, I think the biggest thing here is just having, you know, support from the government to really want to implement this in terms of policies and things of that nature. So it makes things a bit easier because um, Rwanda is very big on cutting down pollution and, uh, you know, green. Um, you know, saving the environment. So, transportation is a key, you know, area where we have to focus on in terms of trying to reduce the, you know, carbon emission and um, the diesel-operated vehicles and maybe, you know, gravitating more towards EVs. And is the government support? So, the support-wise, the um, support is pretty, it's pretty big. Um, they're pretty hands-on. Again, most of these things, you know, it involves around policies. Once the policies are in place, it makes things a bit easier. So tell us about the Safi brand. Yes, um, our Safi model, it's um, it's under our SUL flagship, which pretty much um, assembles everything here locally. 
and um, you know, we have a big portion of our team um, which are made up of women. You know, we're pretty big on women empowerment and you know, getting them more involved in the um, green space. And it's pretty exciting because uh, they're doing pretty well in terms of assembling, um, you know, technicians and even writing. You know, that's something they're really picking up on. So we're right now. Um, we're gonna go to. We're still in the middle of training now, and um, we're actually setting up our. Um, uh, advanced training course it's one of a kind of like i want to say in africa um where we can train you know new writers and existing writers because of our one of our core values is actually safety which is one of the biggest problems we currently have right now um the accident rates are extremely high not just in rwanda i think across africa with motorbikes so um the idea of the advanced training courses one to teach them how to use electric motorcycles secondly to emphasize again the importance of safety um when on the road so the project is ongoing um, um, we're going to market officially, uh, I want to say beginning of September, you know, which uh, our main thing obviously is right here, you know, you can just request using our mobile app and, um, you know, you can pick up and drop off, you know, anytime you schedule rides ahead of time. So it's pretty interesting, especially having women writers. <laughs> and the Safi Right and the Safi Run? Yes, yes, that's, that's what Safi Right is, um, the ride share, which is pretty much Uber or like Move for Volkswagen, um, you know, where you can pretty much request any point in time you want. Safi Run is more on the logistic arm of things. Um, dealing with restaurants, pharmacies, you know, uh, pick up and drop off, you know, personal errands. And then, you know, obviously using EVs, and, you know, EV vans, EV um, scooters and things of that nature. So we're really trying to lock in um, the market in terms of logistics across the board, not just food and restaurants. So how is it like introducing such service in Africa? For us, we've been here for quite some time now, a little over two years, because we understand that in order to make this work, it wasn't a visit kind of um, approach. We have to literally move in here, understand the culture, understand how people think and process, and understand, you know, even if we have all these great ideas, it has to be able to fit within the system, you know, accepted by the people. So um, over the course of time, we were able to make a lot of readjustments to some of our approach and what we thought would have initially worked out. Um, which obviously, you know, dealing with culture and things of that nature, we had to kind of tweak some of those things around. So um, I don't think it's a culture shock because um, uh, Rwandans are pretty, you know, they're pretty accepted for anything that moves the country forward. You know, um, if you talk about not even using plastic bags, it's something that's eradicated from the system for a couple of years now. Uh, you know, the streets are extremely clean. You know, you don't see trash anywhere. So it's, it's a country that if it moves the country forward, you know, citizens are all for it. Tell us about your team. Yeah, we, we mostly have, we have a lot of locals. Um, we have mostly locals, you know, we really enjoy working with young folks, you know, you know, with bright minds, you know, just really dedicated and, you know, um, looking to learn and grow. So we pretty much, um, we surround ourselves, you know, with young individuals like that, you know, because, um, you know, they, they really have bright ideas, you know, if you get the right core group together. So that's pretty much our approach. Um, we do have some, um, of our folks that, you know, came in from overseas, you know, you have some visiting and then you have a few that are permanently here, but we were mostly made up of locals. How is it like to be a CEO? I, I think it's leadership by example, you know, um, you come in early, we leave last. Um, the, obviously, it's, it's our brand, right? So it's expected to put in more work, but I think your work ethic speaks volumes, you know, when your team see how much time, you know, how focused you are, you know, and getting these work done and how involved you are with their day-to-day -day and understanding everything that's going on every single time uh, within the workspace, that really motivates them to want to do better, and, you know, and bring um, their best to the table. What keeps you going? 
for us, like we're, we're survivors, man. You know, if you can, um, if you can thrive in the Nigerian market, and you know, um, I think you can live and survive anywhere. And um, you know, in that, at the point in time where we, did, you know, decided to move down here and uh, pursue this, we, we, you know, we had our mind made up, so nothing was going to deter us from our goal. You know, and um, we're pretty, we're, we're pretty, you know, set on that in terms of being on track. Um, I think for the most part, we do is work <laughs> because it is a, it's quite demanding, you know, but the end results, I believe, will, you know, will justify the means. So. so what are your current plans? Um, just, just knowing how close we are uh, with Safi Run, we're going to be kicking off this month. Um, we're going right. Uh, we are starting, I want to say, I don't want to call it a pilot, it's a, a bit bigger than a pilot. We're starting with a hundred um, fleet of bikes, which are also on ground um, now. Uh, with uh, the training center, you know, it's pretty much in construction now. We're going to be ready this month as well, I mean August. Then um, Safi Ride is going to be top of September. So this is like going to market season for us and fully kicking off. So all the hard work um, and seeing everything coming to fruition now, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. So that keeps us going every day, you know, and just kind of seeing the excitement of like our, um, our team's face, you know, every time we're able to bring something good to the table and watching uh, the young women, you know, really learning how to deassemble a complete bike in like 40 minutes and put it back together in like 50. Uh, you know, they have no prior experience to this. It's really, really, it's, it's exciting. Now, who is the person that inspires you the most? Oh, uh, yeah, Jack Ma for sure. Jack Ma, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I like his story. I, I love. I love anything that's from ground up. You know, any any individual that built something from scratch. You know, I can relate to that. So I always love those success stories. You know, because obviously you fail so many times. Um, and you know, very few, you know, quite a handful able to get back up and you know, give it another shot. So I really love his story. Um, I mean, generally, when you look at you know Microsoft and all those guys, they all have similar stories. You know, starting from the garage. You know, you look at Jeff Bezos, what he's been able to do. You know, in just a short period of time, it's, it's quite impressive. You know, so those guys. Um, you know, looking at what they do, I don't. I don't believe there's nothing I can't do once I set my mind to it. So that's just always my approach. Now, what's your favorite quote? Yeah, I think for me, my code. Yes, um, I want to say. You know, hard work pays off, take no day off. It's one of my little <laughs> saying. Like, but most importantly, I think over time, I, 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 I fell in love with like impact, you know, and not just necessarily, you know, I think anybody can have a great idea or, um, you know, anybody's capable of making money. But I think the impact, you know, aspect of it is really what, what does it for me. That's where I felt, you know, some, some sense of fulfillment, you know, creating an impact wherever I find myself. And um, job creation, you know, this is pretty huge for me. You also do a lot with charity. Yes, yes. The idea of Weekend Rwanda, which we're fully gonna, once we have everything up and running, the idea of Weekend Rwanda is on a monthly basis, you know, we just kind of key into where there's, um, you know, we want to get more kids in school, you want to keep them in school, you know, families don't really have, um, or they're struggling, you know, just to kind of reach out to them and let them know that the people out there that care, you know. And, you know, it's just some sort of, sort of a relief package where there's food items or personal items. Uh, you know, we can do that on a monthly basis. Um, I don't think it's just when we go through a pandemic, we should reach out to our neighbors. I think it should be a continuous thing. Um, no matter how small it is, it makes a lot of difference. What books can you recommend? I gotta confess, I'm not a, I'm not a book reader. Right. Maybe <laughs> I'm not a book person. Out. I think for me, um, I, do, I do more research. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say research, I, I think um, for me, I, I look a lot into tech. 
you know, just kind of see what's out there, you know, what innovative ideas out there. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything tech-wise that hasn't been done before at this point, but it's just like reinventing the wheel and kind of making it better. If you look at most businesses, they're just like copies from pre-existing ones, but they probably got it right where those other guys got it wrong. Um, so for me, I think research is key now. Um, a lot of people love to read like um, books that tell you about wealth, uh, you know, to tell you about um, maybe managing finances and stuff like that. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with action, you know. Um, you have to be able to put some of those things and, you know, lifestyle as well. <laughs> if your lifestyle is, um, it doesn't really, you know, align, align with those books, you know, what you see in those books is very difficult no matter what you read. What's your biggest weakness? I think my biggest weakness would be delegating. Um, I don't believe, I don't believe I can do everything, but it's just like you know to just be sure that your team, you know, you have the right people in the right you know positions to make sure they can carry out a lot of these tasks without anything going wrong. So I think I have to work better at that, you know, to delegate because you need rest, and I don't think I get much rest, but everybody needs rest, believe me. Um, so you can kind of calibrate and just you know um, just kick off you know on the right note every single morning you have to be able to delegate because when you talk about expansion you can't be in more than one place at a time so yeah at some point you have to delegate so <laughs> you have to kind of start within so i think that'd be my biggest weakness um delegating and um i don't think there's such a thing as working too hard but you just have to work smartly because if you get burnt out then you can't really bring much to the table entrepreneurs Look how to solve it. Um, we're, we're already working on that now. You know, I'm working on that mentally just to to be able to um, you know spend more time, invest more time in people, right? And you know, once they can kind of align with you, it's it gets easier, right? Because then they know how you think and they're able to think on their own as well. And um, it's just easier to kind of go back and forth and delegate more tasks to them because really people can't build confidence if they're not trusted with tasks, right? Or put in a position where they have to deliver it. So. I'm doing a whole lot of that now, and um, it's it's I'm I'm gradually getting there, for sure. <laughs> and how do you fight it? I think um for most people that um for most people that are, um doing business, they have to well, well if you have a dream number one, I think um you should go for it. I think what 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 slows most people down is finances. You're thinking you have to crawl before you can walk. You think I have this great idea, but it's going to cost me all this money. Where am I going to get it from? And most times they shut down. Um, I, I always tell people money is the last thing. Uh, once you have an airtight um, idea that's pretty solid, you will find the money, you know, and the money will certainly find you because you have so many people um, with funding um, that don't, you know, um, really have the ideas. And another thing is you have to be able to bet on yourself. You know, you have sometimes you have access to funds and you have assets. If you really, really believe in yourself, you know, sometimes you just have to take the risk. That's what it's all about. Because if you're able to take the risk, certainly people can, other people can take risk, you know, um, on you. But if you can't take risk on yourself and you want everybody else to, you know, take risk on you, sometimes a bit, um, it's a bit of a blur line. So I would say um, determination. Um, you have to be motivated and you have to be focused. Whatever your idea is, there's no idea that's stupid. If you look around you now, what you would consider silly five years ago, it's what's turned into billions of dollars now. Mm -hmm. Almost like all the newly innovative um, ideas and companies now. There's just like very basic stuff, but basic seems basic once it's become an idea that worked. 
but at the conception stage it's not that easy to come up with those ideas um so then again business is not for everybody you have to you have to see what works for you thank you for watching that was really great interview uh more to come but don't forget to check out the other ones on the channel and like and subscribe and as usual henry out